Campaign finance. The history and limits on campaign expenditures or spending is vast. Presidential campaign spending runs into the billions of dollars. The danger of money in politics and the need for regulation of campaign donations and spending has long been recognized. The history of campaign finance law in the U.S. is also the history of efforts to challenge and exploit loopholes in these regulations. The first comprehensive law to effectively limit and regulate campaign finance was the Federal Election Campaign Act, FECA, which was passed in 1971 and then amended or changed in 1974. The Federal Election Campaign Act of 71 did the following. Number one, it placed limits on individual and political action committee contributions. Two, it placed limits on campaign spending. Three, it required reporting of campaign contributions and expenditures. Four, it established a system for public financing of presidential campaigns, which became effective in 1976. Presidential candidates generally no longer accept public money available for their campaign because they can raise almost unlimited money and prefer not to be subject to restrictions attached to public funding. Next, it created the Federal Election Commission, the FEC, a bipartisan commission charged with enforcing campaign contribution and spending limits and monitoring disclosure compliance. In 1976, the court case Buckley v. Vallejo challenged the role of campaign spending. The court struck down limits placed on campaign spending ruling that spending money to influence elections is a form of constitutionally protected free speech. The next change came in the Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act, BCRA, also known as the McCain-Feingold Act, that was passed in 2002. Prior to BCRA, unlimited monetary contributions to political parties were allowed so long as these funds were spent on party building activities this was referred to as soft money get out the vote campaigns advertisements political issues etc <coughs> these funds were donated to political parties when bcra was passed it number one prohibited national parties from soliciting and spending soft money Two, it placed specific limits on contributions to candidates, parties, and PACs. Three, it prohibited issue advertisements on television or radio that used a candidate's name, were paid for by corporations or unions, and were broadcast within 30 days of a primary election or within 60 days of a general election. It also required candidates and any group running political advertisements to disclose who paid for the ad. This is known as the stand by your ad provision. BCRA did not regulate spending by 527 committees or 527s. They are referred to this under section 527 of the Internal Revenue Code, which means they are classified as not-for-profit groups. They are created for the purpose now of influencing elections. They do not, however, advocate for specific candidates and may not coordinate with campaigns. 527s primarily engage in issue advertising or provide information about specific issues to the public. The 527 groups are required to report donors and donations to the IRS, but they are not subject to campaign spending limits.
Campaign finance regulation is technical and involves its own vocabulary. Remembering a few key terms can help make it clear. Hard money is money that is donated directly to the candidates. You can see and touch it. Soft money was that money that was donated to political parties for party-building activities. It has been banned by the McCain-Feingold Act. Dark money is money donated anonymously to certain nonprofit or different groups used for political purposes. Outside spending and independent expenditures are spending by unaffiliated groups to promote a candidate. And issue advocacy are advertisements that are intended to educate the public regarding a particular issue rather than promote a particular candidate. With this chapter, we studied the case Citizens United versus the Federal Election Commission of 2010. The facts of the case are as follows. Citizens United, a conservative nonprofit organization, was restrained by the BCRA from promoting a film called Hillary the Movie, which neg- negatively portrayed Hillary Clinton. The constitutional issue at question was does the BCRA ban on election advertising violate the First Amendment right to freedom of speech? Does Citizens United, which is a nonprofit corporation, actually have the First Amendment right of freedom of speech? The holding in the case, or the ruling, (coughs) was that the BCRA ban on election advertising does, in fact, violate the First Amendment right to freedom of speech and is unconstitutional. Citizens United, a corporation, does have freedom of speech as a right, even though they are not an individual person. Because Citizens United is a nonprofit corporation, a central question for the court was whether corporations have First Amendment rights to freedom of speech. The court did hold up that corporations have this right and viewed the ban on political advertising by corporations as considered prior restraint on political speech. This ban would be acceptable if the corporate spending was likely to lead to corruption. To prevent corruption, the organization may not communicate or coordinate with a candidate. This decision is broadly written and applies to spending by unions as well as corporations. Citizens United did not impact the limits on direct contributions to candidates and campaigns, that actual hard money, or the ban on soft money contributions, which remain enforceable. The removal of limits on outside spending makes candidates less reliant on direct donations. With this, today we have super PACs. These organizations are known as independent expenditure-only committees because they engage only in outside spending and do not contribute to parties or candidates. Unlike traditional PACs, they are not limited on how much money they can raise and spend and not directly coordinating with candidates. 501 organizations or 501c groups are nonprofit organizations, which include social welfare groups, charities, unions, trade associations that are, again, named for the Internal Revenue Code and are not subject to FEC regulation. Unlike super PACs, 501 groups are not required to disclose their donors for this reason. The money they raise and spend is commonly referred to as dark money. 501 organizations frequently contribute to super PACs, allowing super PACs to indirectly collect large sums of money anonymously. All right, so in looking at the types of organizations, we have PACs, political action committees. They collect funds from members and interest groups and distribute those funds to candidates and political causes. They are limited by federal law limitations and how much they can contribute, $5,000 
per candidate, per election cycle, and they must disclose their donors. Super PACs collect and spend money unlimited amounts. They may not actually coordinate with a candidate or a campaign. They are required to disclose donors. 501s or nonprofit groups receive and spend unlimited amounts of money, and they do not have to disclose their donors or are considered dark money. Questions relating to campaign finance regulation are likely to retain relate a few important concepts. Be sure you understand, number one, the tension between freedom of speech and the need to protect corruption in elections. The effect of two pieces of legislation, the Federal Election Campaign Act and the BCRA, the relationship that we have today between money and speech, the argument that groups with more money can purchase more speech, and concerns about the impact of virtually unlimited fundraising and spending on the fairness of elections, and the impact that Citizens United had on electoral politics.